the KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. Now, yesterday evening, farmers turned out en masse in Carlo uh, for the proposed postponed uh, protest. Um, the OFA members were joined by nationwide show of solidarity for the European counterparts last week. But obviously, given the fatal road accident in Carlo, the Carlo protest was called off. But yesterday evening, up to 150 farmers turned out. And joining us now to tell us more, former local TD and himself a farmer, Pat Deering. Pat, you're very welcome along to the KCLR Daily. Thank you very much, Brian. Good morning. Um, we've been hearing um, during the show this morning, we've been playing some of the clips from, for example, Carlo Dairy Farmer Jamie Keeley um, talking at the protest last night. What was the mood like in general? Yeah, first of all, I suppose it was, there was a great turnout of farmers and as, uh, as I think Jamie's uh, video clip uh, really emphasised the frustration and the anger, I have to say as well, that exists at the moment within farmers. Uh, as well, you did say, and rightly so, that the protest was in solidarity with the European farmers. But the vast majority of issues that are in Europe are in Ireland as well. And there is a feeling, a very much strong feeling that, you know, farmers have been regulated out of business. Uh, every day of the week, there's a new regulation about such and such. Uh, but farmers have been uh, complying and uh, embracing new technologies from an environmental point of view for many years. But not getting rewarded for that, and that that is really really uh, irritating farmers at the moment. The French farmers, for example, were quite I won't say militant. I don't mean it like that, but they were you know they, they went to a lot longer lengths than Irish farmers did. We saw you know pictures of slurry being spread outside police stations, you know, sections of motorway being turned into farmland, basically with um, soil being spread and driven up and down. Um, they seem to have gotten what they wanted from the French government. Do you think the Irish government, although this is a European-wide problem, needs to intervene a little bit more in terms of helping our farmers? Yeah, I think what the French got, and I think to a certain extent the French are a bit more militant uh, to a certain extent, uh, but what they did get from the French government is probably only a starting point. Uh, you know, what we're looking for, I suppose, uh, from general, is a change of policy. Uh, there's a uh, there's a general acceptance at the moment that there is a problem with food uh, security, in my opinion. Uh, food security and food production has been taken for granted. Uh, and if that issue is not addressed, uh, we're going to see a lot of farmers exiting farming, farming over the next number of years. Farmers are very resilient, as I say, and they're always, enti- always embracing new technologies. But if they're not rewarded for these, ne- these technologies, they will not be able to exist. Uh, like, for example, Jimmy Keeley in his, in his articulated view very, very strongly last night that we've been asked to do more for less uh, with the new regulations that come in at the beginning of, this, uh, beginning of last year from a banding point of view. It means that a farmer who is making 100 cows will now have to milk approximately 90 cows, but not be rewarded for that. So he's going to have to do more with less. Uh, on, on, at the same time, uh, the price of land, because of the policy that exists at the moment, the price of rented land has gone through the roof. And that's affecting the tillage farmers as well as dairy farmers as well. Mm. Um, red tape, unfortunately, um, is being a large part of that extra workload that's been loaded onto farmers. Is it not necessary in terms of reporting structures that that uh, paperwork is there though, Pat? It was all, there's always a necessity for, for, for paperwork, absolutely, and nobody would deny that. But when you put paperwork on top of paperwork and bureaucracy on top of bureaucracy, that really, really irritates people. And as I said, nobody is looking for a, a, an easy passage or a, a straightforward passage or having to do this type of work. But when, when you're being forced to do more and more for less, 
you know, farmers can take so much, but to get to the stage that enough is enough with them, eh, and they will not be able to take any more. Like for example, if you're playing a match and some guy is hitting you continuously, and you're eventually you will turn to him and you'll say, "Okay, I've had enough of this," eh, and you know you will react in a way that could be very difficult. So this is about it's, it's a campaign last night from a Carroll point of view eh, that's probably going to continue on longer. There needs to be, in my opinion, a, a policy change in general that that acknowledges the work. That farmers have been doing over many years and rewards them as well. Pat, I, t- I totally understand the points that you're making. I understand the plight. What I feel like I'm missing are specifics. And I wonder whether the government will feel the same as well, that yes, you're talking about too much red tape, too much bureaucracy, but what do you want them to fix? Well, it's, it's not what they want them to do. First of all, they have to, there has to be an acknowledgement of the work that farmers do and have done over many years from a climate change point of view. Farmers are part of the solution, not part of the problem. Continuously, farmers have been blamed for the same cow has been blamed for for extra, for methane extra, uh, emissions and so on and so forth over over a long period of time. Uh, there is a pathway for uh, for um, for trying to get a, a reduction in the twenty five percent climate change targets. We're the only sector in in Irish society that has a pathway to try and reduce those. But at the same time, farmers are being vilified. Uh, for for the for the work that they do, uh, but farmers, you know, as that goes back to my original point, Brian, uh, the value of the food is not being rewarded. We're food producers. Mm. Uh, we we have we and farmers would always want to produce food more efficiently, and that has been the continuous mantra of farmers over many many years. And farmers will look to continue to do that and produce food more efficiently as time goes on. But you have to be rewarded for doing that, Brian. You know there is an old saying: you cannot go green if you're in the red. And farmers were very much in the red at the moment, but they need an incentive and need an, uh, an attitude change in order to be able to go down that road. So do you think that uh, we need more regulation in terms of food prices through the market from uh, the farmer through the big wholesalers into the big uh, supermarkets? Yeah, you know, I think that they, they do play a part as well, absolutely. And the food regulator that was put in place at the beginning of this year should be a help. Uh, but I think we'll have to see how that works out over a period of time. Supermarkets obviously have to play a huge part in that role. But I think the farmers being the primary producers are price takers, uh, which is a problem as well. Depending on the market, uh, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years where the price of inputs have gone through the roof. Uh, there has been some incentives to try and help, but they're only a fraction of what is required. Required. You know, the cost of production has gone through the roof and that goes back to the, the, the consumer, Mrs. Murphy or Mrs. Byrne or whoever else. Eh, we'll not be too worried, I suppose, but she needs to know exactly what it costs to produce eh, her bag of potatoes or her steak or whatever else she needs to get in the supermarket eh, over the weekend. Eh, and the work that goes into producing that. I think there's an education eh, piece that needs to be eh, started in that regard as well, Brian, to make sure that everybody knows exactly what's involved. So last night and, and last week's a protest was a starting point in that regard. Uh, you know, there needs to be, from a government point of view, uh, there needs to be a change in policy and an acknowledgement of the part that farmers play in society and will play in society going forward. We are the largest indigenous industry in this country. Uh, and over many years, when Ireland was in difficulty, the agricultural sector was a sector that pulled this economy uh, back from where it was and brought it along uh, to, to where it is at the moment. Pat, it's um, the huge changes in cost of living. I mean, when I was you know, looking at stuff online, ahead uh, of talking to you this morning, the questions that I kept coming across were more in line with when are food prices going to go down? 
uh, you know, in terms of the consumer looking at that as well. If, it, you, as you said, you can't go green if you're in the red and consumers are looking for prices to go down in relation to the price they're paying in the supermarkets for the food, where within this chain has the movement got to happen? Well, I, I think the common agriculture policy is a starting point, uh, and that has been where the issue has started to erode. Uh, in, 20, in the last couple of years, with the new common agriculture policy came into place uh, two years ago, uh, 10 million euro was taken out of the Carrickley-Kenny area alone uh, for food production. Uh, the Treaty of Rome, which is the common agriculture policy in a long number of years ago, was put in place to ensure that we would have cheap food. Uh, the vast majority of that money now is being moved away from food production to environmental matters. Uh, and at the same time, the farmers have been asked to produce food for the same amount of money that was there a number of years ago, but asked to do more and more from an environmental point of view. Now, farmers don't mind doing more and more from an environmental point of view, but you have to be paid for doing so, uh, and at the same time produce some food. Like if we don't produce food in Ireland, uh, and we're very, very capable and very, very efficient at doing that, Somebody else will do it, as the Chinese will do it. They are increasing their herd numbers by tens of thousands on a weekly basis at the moment. The Brazilians will do it, and they will export into Europe if we don't do it. Pat, interesting text message coming in from a listener. Um, he describes you as a politician. I know technically you're a former local um, TD, but the question still stands nevertheless. Given the fact that we've lost beet factories, for example, in Ireland, land wetting, the EU is not the farmer's friend, says this texter. So please ask Pat if he still supports the EU as a politician. Yeah, I, I think the, the EU has a part to play, absolutely. I think the, the, the attitude of leaving the EU is not going to help. I think the, the representation that we have in the EU, EU has to change. And that's the problem at the moment. The EU Commission, a membership of the European Parliament, over the last number of years has gone a certain direction. And that direction has to change in order for us to be able to see the end result of that. Question for Pat. Um, when there are power in Europe, they watch Europe roll out these new policies. Is it too late now? Ireland won't hold up in Europe. Yeah, it's never too late, as we saw last week, uh, where the French and, the, and the, the Belgians were very, very uh, vociferous in their protest. You know, once I think there is strength in numbers, uh, and that's why it was important that the Irish farmers who congregate in large numbers over the last week to show in solidarity with the European farmers. You know, there was definitely strength in numbers. And, and as a result, uh, the European Commission acted in the last number of days uh, to show that and to recognise and acknowledge that. So I believe that this campaign started by the French uh, will continue uh, until we see more and more uh, of a farmer-friendly policies, if I could put it as such, mm. and a turning away from from the the green agenda we have at the moment. And just finally, Pat, what's next? Well, I suppose this is a starting point. I understand that the IFA leadership will be meeting uh, the Taoiseach and, and uh, relevant ministers over the next number of weeks, uh, and we'll see what happens after that. Pat Deering, former local TD and a farmer himself, thanks for joining us here on the KCLR Daily this morning. The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond, on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.